guest today is Russian musician Kate N.V., a member of the Moscow-based post-punk band Glintshake. Her solo work, which is mainly what we spoke about on this podcast, is mainly electronic, much brighter, and draws a lot from Japanese pop music. You are a multidisciplinary creative person. You do music and illustration, and you are a student of architecture, Yes. Um, so I'd kind of like to know which was your first thing you picked up as a child. What were you? What did you start out with in terms of being a creative person? Whoa, it's a very cool question. Um, so I remember myself since I was very little, like literally two years old, and um, m- me and my family we just moved to a new apartment because we used to live with our grandmother, my grandmother. And um, my mom says, and I also remember that once we moved to a new apartment, I was like literally cycling from one room to another because like they all were connected uh, through like doors. And I was like cycling on my three-wheeled bicycle, like a little one, and uh, forcing my parents to (laughs) walk next to me, sing along with me. And I've been singing like... uh, like a kid's song, it's like a very old um, Russian like kid's song about the Christmas tree. And I was actually singing everything on, the, on one note. Like, no, <laughs> it's just literally one, on one note. But there was a moment my mom said that that was a moment when she realized that, I prob- that I'm probably onto something. Because <laughs> in between the verses and the choruses, there is always like a pause when the music is playing and nobody's singing and my parents because they were I think they might might have been annoyed because they had to you know do this stuff with me uh, they kind of wanted always to skip that part and just start like immediately singing the next verse and I stopped them saying like hey no there's like a there's music playing we cannot hear it but we can still like <laughs> like you know like leave through this pause and my mom was like okay maybe she's not able to sing all the notes correctly but at least she she's got the rhythm right <laughs> that well, was so you uh, took it very seriously you wanted to the every even if you're just singing it with your family you have to take the the songwriting seriously that's structured in that way and you have yeah, to perform it in that way but that that's the song it's just like it's not I'm, i was taking it seriously but that was like yeah, it was the song, and I was like, okay, this is the song. It's playing in my head, and I'm, like, singing along with what I have in my head. <laughs> and, yes, mm, and after that, um, also, like, I started drawing very early, too, also around two years old or something, and my mom used to give me, like, a lot of paper and, like, uh, paints and, like, pencils and stuff, and she never, like, she she was very, like, into giving me all this like clear, like blank paper all the time, even though I, I could like draw something in the corner and say like, this is like a finished art piece. Yeah. And she she was she was cool with, because uh, you know, like 90s was a very difficult time. Nobody had any money in Russia and it was really like paper was expensive. Everything was expensive. and But she was like, yeah, okay. My kid said that it's, like the picture is done, I'm gonna give her like a new blank paper, <laughs> and not like forcing me to, you know, fill the the whole paper like because she didn't want to waste it. So yeah, I started drawing pretty early too, and uh, yeah, that's how I, I mean, after like later, 
later, I remember I was maybe four or five. She, I, I really loved to sing, and she once asked me if I would love to learn how to play some instrument. And she just asked me like, "What well, would you like to play?" And then like she also said <laughs> that she was like praying for me not to say like something like violin. <laughs> Because that would be so intense. And uh, I said, like, yeah, okay, maybe piano. And she's like, yeah, cool, piano. It's a big instrument, but we can get it, maybe. And I started to go to music school. And I've also been uh, visiting some art school, too. So it's, it was kind of like, you know, uh, always with me. It's not like I had to choose something. But when I was maybe seven years old, someone asked me, um, it was like a school interview videotaped or something, and they'd be asking all my classmates whom they would love to become when, once they grow up. And I, for some reason, said that I would love to become an opera singer. <laughs> Just, right, okay. <laughs> don't know why. Uh, so, yeah, very random, I think. But, yeah, that was my answer. So, yeah. That's great. So your mother was always very supportive and behind you with your creative work and things like yeah, that yeah yeah she, she was a creative person as well uh you know what uh yes yeah, she is uh, to her core but unfortunately life turned out that way that she had to you know um let's say i don't know be more realistic because it was very tough times and you had to she had to work a lot and she always wanted to play in the theater and she uh yeah, she did a lot of like theater stuff when she was younger. And then later she just started working as a manager. And yeah, but she she's like, it's interesting because like she never forced me to do something that, you know, she wanted to do. She always asked me what I want to do. That's why I was always like um, very, you know, I be became really conscious about what I actually want from like early years. Because I always had this question, like, what do you want? So you, I had to think of what I actually want to do. So, yeah, that was actually amazing. And I'm really grateful that my mom was really supportive. And she, is, she still is. And, yeah, just for asking that question, like, especially when you're a kid, sometimes people, especially older generations, they used to treat their kids like they don't understand a thing. And my mom was always, like, asking me before before doing something like yeah the fact that it sounds like even though you could have you know even though you chose piano you could have chosen violin and she wouldn't have wanted that but she'd have let you do it because you wanted to do it which is yeah. such a nice thing isn't it yeah it's it's yes i know i know that she would be yes like okay but i also know that <laughs> that would be horrible probably <laughs> so how about your first forays into writing your own songs do you remember when you started making your own music Ooh, so um yeah sort of remember uh so like since i was i mean i was two when i started sort of singing and i started talking at the age of one which is very early and everybody <laughs> in my family actually first they were very excited and then they were like oh my god she's talking too much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but my dad, uh, he uh, he had a guitar, acoustic guitar, and he really loved to, like, he uh, wrote songs, and he started, uh, like, writing songs for me to perform, and even, like, 
uh, in the kindergarten. We used to perform there together. Like I was just singing, he was playing guitar. And uh, we even uh, like we attended one contest um, where we actually won the first prize. <laughs> I was like four or five maybe. And uh, yeah, so I like got used to sing uh, along to dad's uh, songs. And then I started going to music school. And in Russia, you go to music, you start going to music school the same age, like seven, when you start going to a regular school, um, like primary. Well, it's a separate thing. You don't do music lessons at school. You have to go to a separate. Uh, you you have you have music lessons at school, but it's completely different. And I went to like a, let's say, professional because the system in Russia is a little bit different. And you have like um, 10 years of like regular school uh, and uh, like you start from primary school, then you go to the rest of the school. And that's like first three years is just like you're very little, you learn math and like how to write. And then you like go further and we don't, don't divide it into like high school or something. It's just like school. And also we have like other schools, like you can go to an art school where you can like study fine arts and like how to draw and like composition and stuff it's like a separate school it's like official separate school and also there's like a music school and music school means that you actually go there for eight years you start at seven and you study there for eight years and after that you can actually apply for college and after college you can go to conservatory or something like literally like music professional university so like first eight years of music school it's like a first level and after that you, you literally study their composition all the composers all the like austrian german composers like russian composers also just because i'm from tatarstan we'll be studying a lot of like tatar composers and you learn how to uh like score stuff yeah you learn how to read this like notations and yeah scores and you learn how to play piano you also have like other lessons for like music theory like music literature where you yeah so it's like a like a literally full almost like full-time school so you go there literally every, every day after your basic school <laughs> and you study and I studied piano first and then I decided to switch to a choir because um because uh, at some point I think I've been going to piano lessons and studying piano for two years. And after that, I was like, I told my mom, like, I want to sing and I do not sing. I need to go to a choir or something. And she was like, okay, let's just switch uh, the, like, you know, it's just, how do you say it? It's just, um, you choose your direction in the beginning and then you can actually switch. And we switched from piano to choir. Uh, And everybody in the music school, uh, were trying to convince my mom that I like shouldn't switch because at the moment choir was like much weaker than the piano, and because the weaker like, how? Uh, it's like the program is weaker. You do not have that much lessons with piano, and they saw like a lot of potential for me to become a good pianist actually. But my piano teacher was insane. Like she was very old, and I was trying. Like I've been asking her. Um, Cause like, you know, I come from that context where my mom always asked me what I want to do. And I came to her, like to my teacher saying like, I want to play jazz. And she was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) She finally found something that she wouldn't let you do. What was, what was uh, the reason behind that? 
I, I don't know. She just really wanted me to play. This is hilarious. She wanted me to play uh, war songs. I literally learned first two years. I've been studying like very sad songs coming from the Second World War. And that was very sad. Uh, aside of like a, like a regular program, like all etudes and stuff, like I had to sing the songs and I really didn't like, sing and play piano. And I really like didn't like it at all. And then she, uh, uh, she was a very old uh, person and she got retired. So um, after that, I switched to choir. And fortunately, um, we got a brand new teacher for the choir. She was amazing. And she also was like a part of um, the main uh, opera theater in Kazan. She was like an amazing, amazing person with a great taste. And we started to sing like lots of cool, uh, very com complicated uh, pieces by like um, not very obvious pieces and actually changed my life completely because I was enjoying like going to music school and like I loved choir. But at the same time, my skill with piano became very weak, but I have no regrets. Well, maybe now a little bit because I think I would have been like, it would be amazing to be a little bit better in piano. But yeah, maybe I'll, I just need more practice, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because if I, if I listen to, you know, your first band, Glint Shake, and mm -hmm. all of your solo work, I don't hear anything in that that would line up with the sort of musical education that you've had. So did you enjoy studying all those composers and the war songs and that kind of thing? What was your... Do you have like fond memories of those of years? Of course, I love music school. I literally like that was, um, I loved it. Like all of the music that I've been listening for like 10 years or so, uh, it's been like classical music mostly. And my favorite composer since I was like six is Prokofiev. And still to this day, I love him. He's like my favorite composer of all times. And I know it sounds cheesy because like, you know, everybody knows him. It's almost like to say like, I love Tchaikovsky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I'm such a fan since I was a kid. And that's because I've been studying this music. I haven't been listening even like to a lot of pop music when I was a kid because I was very into uh, classical stuff. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can definitely hear like early Glean Shake is very rock rock, but Gasha, like when we, once we switched to Russian language and like a little bit change the style uh it has a lot of influence uh, it it's a literally it has a lot of influences by from um let's say a little bit of stravinsky for sure uh rimsky korsakov uh like all those i don't know i mean like the romantic stuff uh, mm, yeah but also like prokofiev maybe and we literally one one of the ideas was to once like my my dream was to perform Peter and Wolf one day as a gasha. Well, we didn't we didn't make it, but yeah, we like very into this stuff. And my uh, main collaborator, Zhenya uh, Grubunov, who's like a guitar player and Mike's boyfriend actually, uh, we were both really into those Russian composers, and we'd be like you know, trying to somehow, um, you know, ref like reflect on what kind of connection we have with all this music that 
like a legacy, Russian legacy and stuff like that. So to me, we have a lot of moments in, in Gusha connected to this, this kind of, you know, background. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know how you went from playing in a band that has like a quite abrasive post-punk sound like Glintshake mm-hmm. to what was the um, process from going to something like that to your album that came out this year called wow which is super bright and colorful and i think wow is a great name for it because it kind of you know it's it's, everything's bright and um sort of playful sounding and melodic and it's really yeah colorful i think is a good way of describing it so how did you you know that seems like a huge jump is there anything in your newer work that you've carried forward from your older work uh Good question. So, like, to me, it's not a real jump because actually the album is kind of old. <laughs> I finished it in 2019. I mixed it in 2019. And then later we just added one more song, uh, which I created in 2020. So I was which like, is the new one? Um, like, no, like, yeah, the newest one is called Don't. And I made it in 2020, but the rest of the album was like done in 2019. And most of the tracks like were created in that area of like 2015, 2016. So like, it's like a collection of songs throughout the years. And um, yeah, it's like, um, people have been asking me a lot, uh, like who is playing where, like is NV is performing in Glintshake or <laughs> who's like, like like what kind of uh, persona is um, yeah it's just uh, I think it's maybe like to me it's very natural thing because I'm still just a person and that's who I am in both projects let's say that it's just uh, Glintshake is a um, is a band uh, with like three other, like it's four people and we're all different. And the way we make music is mostly, it comes out from improvisations. And when you are in conversation with someone, it's a little bit different when you're like working by yourself. But um, I think about myself as a like a joyful person, I guess. And it's just, wow, it's like another side of um, myself. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it's just like, to me, it's it's like nothing surprising. It's just, I had other albums and it's always like, mm, I always had this, um, let's say electronic side with like chopping samples and like making funny, funny, ridiculous sounds. Because uh, when I first started producing music by myself, I started with uh, making, let's say, electronic pop, I guess, but like in a da- dancey way. I don't know. I was really into like um, 90s at that moment and um, some sort of, I've been listening to lots of New Jack Swing at, at that time and I found that music very kind and, uh, I don't know, joyful. And... Uh, that's how I started like producing my own stuff because I really wanted to hear more music like that. And then I got really into Japanese pop music and I just realized that it, it feels like the most relatable thing to me. 
And what do you what do you like about Japanese pop music? Oh, like everything. <laughs> it's so it's so amazing. It's just you know it's uh, surprises me all the time. It's uh, melodies, harmonies, uh, everything is just exciting. And at the same time, you know, uh, the arrangements they could be very you know unexpected uh, in a cool way. And what all, what else I like uh, probably the most about Japanese music is that they never they're not afraid to um, seem foolish and goofy, and this is this way of like being so open-minded and uh, free uh, from all the, like judgment from some somebody else. It gives you so many cool opportunities to work with sounds and like to combine them together, like um, different parts of the tracks. Even if it's like a pop track, there could be a moment with like a very weird moment, which is right now people probably would consider it like it's not gonna work, and you know, it's like uh, it's too weird. And there's never like too weird for this kind of pop, and it's it's very relatable to me. It's like the highest level of freedom because they literally did what they just wanted to do <laughs> and just if it, it feels like they were having a lot of fun can you recommend me some japanese pop music that i could go and listen to because i don't actually know i don't mm. think i can really name any i know like yellow magic orchestra but that's about 40 years out of date for what you're talking about uh you know what like um uh, maybe you should start uh, from the record label called Yen, which is actually Yellow Magic Orchestra. And then you should definitely uh, check um, Haruomi Hasona. He produced so many pop records, literally a lot. And you should check some of that stuff. Um, I would suggest to um, do 80s first, maybe, because it's like it was like the wildest period. And yeah, so many bands. Like I was recently really into Kidoriko. Because uh, they're like very funny, very pop, and at the same time, so many unexpected, you know, turns in the arrangements and like in the way they build up the songs. Uh, very inspiring. And uh, also, like my all-time favorite record is Expo. It's it's like the name of the project, and I assume it's just one guy. And this is a very rare record. You actually cannot find it online anywhere, not even not even on YouTube. But maybe you can download it from Soulsick or some, something like that. Yeah. Uh, from some nerds, and I I bet some of them are my friends because like <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Because uh, literally, when I um, I don't have Soulsick right now on my laptop, but when I used to have it. Literally, that was like only one folder that I was sharing, like this album, something like that. And it's like the greatest album. It's so uh, bizarre, like insane and so funny and goofy. Um, amazing music. And of course, some um, legendary um, like icons like Miharu Koshi, uh, the band Chakra, Hanyuwa Chan. Um, Lots of, lots of, like, it's just, like, where I started, but, yeah. One thing I really like about musicians and other artists is when they don't just focus on the one discipline they do. They try and build a sort of persona and a world around the art they make. Mm 
And I think you've really done that with the the clothes that you wear, the artwork that your music has and the sounds. I think it all meshes together very well and you've built like a little world. Um, so I wanted to know what's your sort of influences for the clothes that you wear and the, um, and the artwork that you make because I think your artwork perfectly looks like how your music sounds. You know, what's your influences on your art and your fashion? Um, so, yeah, as you said, it actually reflects my music. So each time it's just, you know, I think I dive really into the atmosphere of, like, all of my albums are very different, <laughs> uh, sort of. They kind of look similar and you probably can tell that it was created by the same person, but at the same time the vibe is different. And uh, just because I've, I've, I think I can say that I've, feel my music pretty well <laughs> so uh it just naturally comes out of it so i was like room for the moon was like a fairy tale and to me i just came up with this character wearing like a leotard with stars and like a giant red hat i don't know it just comes to me i i don't know how to explain it, it just comes to me and that's it and with wow it was very electronic and it almost felt like i'm surrounded like i'm surrounded with crazy small characters is just very you know uh goofy very like 2000s reminding me of katamari because um that game influenced me a lot too and uh it's it's more electronic and um so it's it's just another type of a fairy tale it's more <laughs> you know like com computerized i don't know digitalized yeah. so yeah and uh i don't know it's just it just naturally sort of affects me. So I dyed my hair like crazy <laughs> colors. <laughs> and I just, you know, there's like a point where you just feel like, yeah, I want to do that with my hair. And it actually reflects my mood at the moment and the music I want to play and make and stuff like that. If you wrote all these songs back in 2019, mm -hmm. that's a good few years for things to change and for your taste to develop and that kind of thing. So is there something that you're really into at the moment that might show up a bit on your future work? How do you, what are you spending your time listening to and looking at at the moment? Oh, it's a good question. Uh, it's been a very tough year for lots of people, including myself. And uh, first couple of months, I actually couldn't even listen to music like at all because everything felt so unrelatable. You know, like I couldn't even feel that I can be emotionally attached to any kind of music, literally be trying to listen to something I just couldn't. And um, now I'm like slowly getting to the point when I'm starting to listen to music again, slowly, slowly. It's like not like constantly uh, like digging and finding new stuff, but like at least allowing, allowing myself to listen to some uh, funny, nice music. Including mm. Kidoriko, actually, the one, the band that I mentioned before. Um, the album, I can send you the album if you want to, like, YouTube link, because it's, <laughs> it's also not so easy to find that one. The album is amazing, and it just, like, brought me to life. And also, there was a moment uh, when I came back to Moscow for just a week and a half to record with Shake because I knew that we're not going to be able to do that in the nearest future. And... It was in May. It was very tough. And I spent like this week in Moscow and I couldn't listen to the music, but I was staying at my friend's apartment. 
and he has a huge collection of rare vinyl and he has like a whole shelf with like rare Japanese music from 80s and 70s and he of course he has a record player so I just found myself uh, you know in this weird routine uh, that I almost forgot how to do that I I was just like browsing for the you know records and choosing uh, the cover that I like and trying to guess uh, what kind of music it has, <laughs> you know, the, the record itself. And I just like started like playing those records because, you know, there is like a routine. You need to get the record and open it and put it on the record player and then put needle in it and then press play. It's like a lot of things to do before you actually listen to the music. And that actually helped me to motivate myself again to start listening to it. And that really helped. So I listened to lots of like crazy stuff that I don't even know how to Google online because everything is in Japanese and you just don't know the names. And um, that was an amazing experience. It actually helped me to start listening to music again. Um, but yeah, it's just um, I try to uh, make some new music uh, this fall. And I was kind of concerned that it's probably going to be very sad, you know, or melancholic. And for some reason, I just realized that probably I'm not the one, I'm not that person who could actually make very dark music. I don't know, maybe it would, it's, maybe it's going to change in years. I don't know. But for now, I, I'm, I still somehow managed to stay, you know, lighthearted, I guess. And mm. uh, joyful, though, like, the times are pretty intense <laughs> and dark. Uh, so, yeah, I've been sitting and making new music. It's still, like, it's a little bit, you know, maybe more melancholic than it used to be, more calm, but definitely not depressive, I would say yeah. so. And, uh, yeah, it's just like I've been sitting alone and, like, playing on my guitar a lot because um, I also knew that um, I will have to I, I left my guitar in Moscow because it's very heavy and just because I don't know where to actually leave in the, at the moment I need to figure out this stuff and uh, it's too hard to travel with guitar because it's heavy and big <laughs> yeah. and I had to leave it in Moscow which actually is just uh, so sad and that's why I, where are I, you at the moment? I'm in Belgrade Currently. Okay. Yeah. But I don't have a plan to stay here forever, and I just need to figure out how to where to move and what how to do that. I'm in the process of uh, like kind of dealing with this all all like getting documents and stuff like that. It's not that easy. It takes a lot of attention, and because I I have like all these releases happening, it's like I cannot really concentrate. <laughs> so yeah. it's been it's been like kind of tough but yeah i'm not complaining not complaining um so yeah so the music probably i don't know when i'm going to finish those tracks that i started this fall um maybe much much later and people be like oh what happened to kate and i'm like yeah it was created <laughs> five years yeah. ago uh <laughs> So yeah, but it's still, it's still, it's not dark. It's not dark at all. It's like, you know, mm. there's, um, um, there's even a joke about me. Uh, it, 
I I once improvised together with my uh, university friends. It was probably one of my first improvisation sessions, like in my whole entire life. And it was like my friend who was playing keys. Uh, I was also playing keys. Uh, and although there is like a violin player. And we just started like, you know, we started the track and we started another one and we started another one. And then she stops playing violin and, and she, she stops and says like, Kate, for God's sake, can you at least one time play something not in major major key right, <laughs> can you okay. please use minor and i'm like oh <laughs> i didn't even notice so yeah that uh, that's that's me i'm that kind of major key person do you have um friends who are still in moscow or elsewhere in russia who are you know how how, how is the situation over there affecting their creativity is that something you are aware of um is yes and no because once you sort of leave you kind of you know it's hard to understand the vibe because you know there are lots of information coming like out of everywhere and it's always confusing you don't really understand how people feel there and it's all it's also very different to everyone and uh um i actually have three friends in Moscow currently. And one of them, she's gonna move to France pretty soon. So she's like literally packing stuff. And other two, they currently, they are currently still in Moscow. And I don't know, like one of my friends, she's gonna, I think, stay there. And another guy, he's an artist and probably he's gonna apply to some residency and stuff like that. And literally like, Three friends, actually, too. So the rest, like other people, they just left the country. And um, yeah, they're all now in different countries. Some of them are in Georgia. Some of them are in Armenia. Some people are in Belgrade. Some people are in Germany. And I have lots of friends in Israel right now because they all... Um, they all moved there because um, there is a program. Because if if you are a Jew, you can actually um, sort of you know travel home and stay there and get a passport. And like lots of my friends, they found all the documents proving that they're Jewish, and they moved to Israel. And so that they now based there. So yeah. But yeah, everybody's scattered around the world. It's mm. crazy. Well, thank you for talking to me about that. I realize that must be very difficult to talk about your friends and how everything's been uprooted by things. So I appreciate you telling me about that. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, still like kind of a tough conversation, but I mean, it's just a reality. The more I talk about it, the more I accept it, I guess. It's just, it becomes normal, which is fine. Because I mean, Nothing's going to be the same again, and I need to let it go anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, Kate, what would you like to offer up as your Who's Flying the Plane hidden gem? I wish more people uh, knew about that Expo album I was talking about earlier, that okay. Japanese dude, because um, it's just an amazing record. It's an amazing record, and it's, it's so sad that 
there is no YouTube video or any evidence of it online. I once I once found that I found a video um, on a Japanese you, sort of YouTube like version website. Uh, it happened like maybe six or seven years ago, and now it's gone. I cannot find it. Like it's also like almost impossible to Google the name because it's Expo, and it's like ah, it's like the worst thing. And there is no like Wikipedia page or anything. It's so hard to find it. And uh, I just don't know. Like, I mean, I would suggest people to listen to it, but how? <laughs> so um, I have no idea. Just like search and soul sick. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me today, Kate. Ah, uh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. 